When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. When is it appropriate to call the police? We're not private bodyguards or bouncers. I mean, if a person commits a crime, that's one thing. If they don't, then they should deal with it uh, some other way. This is Monica Perez, and that was Charles Ramsey, uh, the former Philadelphia police commissioner and former D.C. police chief, suggesting that calling the cops for trespassing is an inappropriate use of police power, that she was treating them as the private bouncer as if Starbucks has no right to the private property that they have spent many billions of dollars on. I wouldn't be surprised if Starbucks itself is a real estate play. That that's so he's saying it's inappropriate. This whole thing, like that one brief little clip and a couple of others from the same guy just blow my mind because what they're saying is trespassing as a libertarian. Uh, I'm, I'm beyond, I don't think there's any salvaging the modern state, but even as like my father, who is kind of your classical traditional conservative believed in very limited government, limited government, even at the smallest is there to protect your person and your property. Your property is a function of the sweat of your brow. It's part of you. So the only reason we all consent to the extent we consent to government, to having police in the first place, is to protect our persons and our property. So he says if some crime was committed, that's different. Crime is committed. If you tell somebody to leave and they don't leave, that in itself is trespassing. As a matter of fact, in Texas, if someone comes onto your property without permission, you can shoot them to death. It's called the Castle Doctrine. Your property is your property. So what he's saying, though, I think, is public property, property that you open to the public, You don't have the same rights. It's an encroachment on private property. And it goes back, I think, to a really old UN document called Habitat One, where they say, we're going to allow, our goal is to allow personal property so you can own your clothing, but we don't want individuals to own real property. You shouldn't own land. This is a very long time, long term agenda of how to get power away from you. And in countries where they don't allow you to own resource and mineral rights, oil and stuff underneath the ground, very poor people live on gushers on top of land that has gushing oil. Whereas in Texas and Oklahoma, the source of this grassroots wealth there is just property ownership. And uh, and it's it's a really important way to, to give people access to uh, real wealth. And... Another thing that's weird about it is that we have this whole see something, say something culture emerging 
So if you see someone doing something you don't like, you should rat on them anonymously. But if you actually need police help, you should not call the police. Now, that will increase crime. If you feel like it's racist to call the cops, what if you are, and it doesn't matter if you're black or white, you know, you can be racist towards your own group. Like, they don't, they don't make distinctions about that. So if you're somebody in the inner city, you don't want to call the cops if somebody's on your little pizza place because it's racist. That's, that's designed to disempower people little store owners and stuff like that. So there's there's a lot, uh, and it's encouraging confrontation. They're saying, you know, just talk these guys down. Now, Binkley, you sent me, my, my producer Binkley is here. He sent me something that says, the police incident report obtained Tuesday said the two men who have not been identified, so this is an old article, cursed at the store manager and refused to leave, even though officers asked multiple times. They, I did see them ask multiple times. They insulted the police, uh, the commissioner alluded to this in his explanation of events, blah, blah, blah. So, so she tried to deal with it verbally, you know? I mean, there's just so much going on here that's kind of weird. Um, I'm going to get to some calls. 800 WSB Talk. Binkley, do you want to read a, a tweet quickly or you want Yeah, I have one. Okay, go. From WTG who tweets, a person or a group could get rich by borrowing stock, then causing an incident like this, then buy back the stock after the price plummets and profit. No way. Which, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, this is a classic thing. So there was a big airline incident a couple of years back. Maybe it was Delta or whatever. And I said, that doesn't strike me as true. That's a weird story. And somebody said, well, what do you mean Delta lost billions of dollars? I said, Delta didn't lose billions of dollars. Small small shareholders lost billions. I, I bet if you look three months from now when the, when the documents are filed about insider activity, I bet those guys, the big shareholders bought at that, was looking for a buying opportunity. They probably had expressed their intention to buy before the stock crashed. And then the stock within days is always back up, which was the case with this one. After 2015... Everybody was saying, sell, sell, sell on Starbucks. And then a few months later, it had reached an all-time high. Yeah, and, and that this is old. I, I think I heard Carlos Slim refer to something like this, that people say the Depression was that way. Some said that the Depression was a deliberate crash to get people to, small shareholders to lose their money and big shareholders to accumulate. There's an old story, I don't know if it's true or not, that the Rothschilds got their money by front-running um, Waterloo. And they went back and uh, gave the wrong information and um, got, I guess, British bonds at rock bottom. And then when and when the British victory was announced, they uh, that was it. That was that was the nest egg that changed the world, supposedly. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if those some people say those stories. I don't know. But anyway, the idea is there. And if they didn't actually do it, certainly once that idea gets out there, somebody's going to do it. Let's take some calls. I'm going to Rick in Athens. Hi, Rick. You're on with Monica. Hello, Monica. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Uh, well, my comment, uh, you mentioned something earlier about how everybody has some sort of bigotry in them and they may not realize. Well, I didn't. No, no, no. I did not say bigotry. I do not. That is, I don't. I'm not even sure. I know what that word means. I'm saying that inherently, people recognize the outgroup that a six-month-old baby is going to crawl towards his aunt before he crawls towards some stranger who looks very different from him. Right. Well, my point is, or comment is, um, 
at one point I used to have very bad dental care. I was missing front teeth. Couldn't if I smiled, it looked it looked uh, ugly. And basically, the way people treated me, even though I was working full time trying to save money to get my teeth fixed, I was still being treated differently. I was judged right away as to what type of person I was. I was swing construction, so I had dirty clothes, and I'm riding the bus home, and all of a sudden I'm homeless and I'm a, a vagrant, you know. And once my teeth were fixed, I could wear the same clothes, be riding the same bus, and be treated totally different. And what do you think about that? I, uh, well, I mean, I think it's messed up that we all quickly jump to a judgment on just somebody's appearance, whether whether it's skin color or uh, dental or the way that their clothes or hair is. It just weight uh, is a big one too. Oh yes, absolutely, and weight, and you know, people just automatically, you know, without even talking. Just looking at someone, they judge it. And, you know, to me, I think that in in that aspect, that's wrong. You know, that's something that we need to, as a society, need to try and overcome. I actually think that that in itself is not only primal, so, like, there's evolutionary reason to for people to instinctively tell the in-group from the out-group or whatever. Um, that's not exactly what you're saying. You're talking about something more uncharitable. Um, and that we, that the idea of the whole, and I'm not promoting religion, I'm just saying the whole idea of seeing God in each other, of seeing that, you don't even have to think of it as God, it's just the humanity, whatever it is, you know, the, the whole struggle of religion in its best sense is to help us overcome that and to truly love that person. Like if you look at what Mother Teresa says about, you know, you the drunks need somebody to listen to. I'm like, seriously? You need me to listen to the drunks like that? They're wrong. They're, why, why should I listen to them? They're the ones who are, you know, got themselves drunk. You know what I mean? Like she even takes out the idea of culpability from it just to see the the image of God that, you know, is reflected in every countenance. And I, I feel like it's a big struggle and we need to, to make that struggle. And I think you're right. And it's very hurtful and it's a self-fulfilling thing. Um, I don't know. Any suggestions? Uh, <laughs> if I knew that, I think I'd be a rich man. Yeah. Or, you know, or, the, or Jesus, they'd hang on a cross. <laughs> You know, I mean, like, seriously, like, that's that's a problem. Like, we want we want the in-group, out-group thing. It, it even reaches a sinister level where people will deliberately favor the in-group for benefits. You know, well, every all... every society functions like that, right? Every, like, sub-society. Well, it also stems from, you know, what we teach our children. You know, I mean, everything starts at home when you think about it. If we... Our children are like sponges. They soak up everything they see and hear. And a lot of times parents don't realize that. The way they behave around certain people or treat certain people, um, you know, has a big effect on how they are going to grow up and act. That's an awesome point. And I actually have to say, most of my insights on why and how to be a good person is it, it comes out of, I'm not saying I'm 
a good person. I'm not, I'm, I'm doing, I think I'm doing my best. I don't even know. Maybe there's a much better thing. I, I, I don't know. But I, like my desire to be a good person comes from my sense of responsibility towards my kids. But Binkley, I feel like you're making faces at me. What's the, what's the story? I, I think you're a good person. Oh, that's super nice of you. Thank you. But I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm weak. But, uh, but just generally speaking, I, I mean, are we off track? Do you think that, 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 that there is something to this, the fact that, that we should actually take the focus off of race and talk about uh, what it is that makes us, you know, how to overcome, you know, there is an underlying problem, right? We do look at each other uncharitably. We look at each other competitively. We look at each other as not just in-group, out-group, but am I thinner or younger or prettier or smarter or stronger or richer than this other person. I mean, I think that's happening all day long, like to everybody, one way or another. You are, I don't even think of myself as comparing, but I think it happens all day long. So anyway, but now I got to get a break because I'm a little long-winded. Hang on, guys. Um, more calls, 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. It's a man A man on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. 70% chance of showers this afternoon, high of 64 for today. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. We're going to go to the phones. I'm going to Derek in East Point. Hi, Derek. You're on with Monica. Hey, how's it going today? Good. How are you doing? Doing great. Just wanted to, uh, uh, if we can all agree that we have some type of unrecognized or internal bias against a group or a what have you. And of course, I feel like we have the right to call the police to enforce our property rights. But where do we balance that in calling the police just to enforce our bias when that person we're calling the police on really hasn't done anything that warrants being arrested? Well, the Inquirer and the Daily News said, and there aren't, there isn't much coverage of this, that those guys were cursing at the store manager. So it's possible that they were actually provoking. That's why I kind of think this thing um, was a stunt. But I will say on the bigger issue that I was taught by my father never, ever, ever to call the cops. Ever. <laughs> like, ever. So you would have to go across the street and say, hey, I don't like your dog barking. And I remember once my, my husband suggested we should call the cops, and we were first married, and I was like, hold on a second. I didn't know this about you. <laughs> we don't do that. I'm out of here. <laughs> and, uh... And he he got wise pretty quickly about that issue. And uh, even even at my school, my kids' school, it's a super Catholic school. And I and I said to them, uh, they were they encouraged the kids to snitch on each other. And I, I I went to the dean and I said, you you can't you cannot have one kid snitch on another kid for cheating on the math test. And uh, or or I don't know what it was, something like that. It wasn't even cheating. It was like reading a book quietly while the teacher was teaching math. And I said, you can't have kids snitch on each other that way. I teach my kids, you tell if someone needs help, if someone's in danger. You don't tell to get somebody in trouble for uh, quietly reading a book when the teacher isn't looking. That's not cool. And I won her over because there's a gospel. It's like the craziest gospel. It's where uh, Christ says, look, if somebody is wronging you, go to him. If that doesn't work, go to, like, the community. And if that doesn't work, treat him like a Gentile. Like, I don't even know what that meant. I was like, what is he talking about? 
But it, but it was clear to me that you were not supposed to, you're supposed to deal with it if you can on purpose. But if they were cursing at her and it's private property, she has a job to do. There is a policy. Uh, I think, you know, I'd like to hear her side of the story. Uh, 800-WSB-TALK at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Why did you call in the first place? Right. Why didn't you try to talk it out? That's uh, what the commissioner the, uh, is saying. With the gentleman. They yeah. said they're waiting for somebody. Then wait and see if they're waiting for somebody. That's what the commissioner is saying. They were not disturbing saying. the peace. They were not bothering anybody. They were not raising their voices. They're sitting at tables, and the place wasn't even that crowded. So, yeah. I mean, again, from what we hear from management, they're trying to deal with their policies, try to help their employees better understand how to deal with these situations. Wanna... And as the commissioner said, when should you call the police? So that was Michael Nutter, the former mayor of Philadelphia, on uh, CNN with Don Lemon. And uh, when he said that, I pulled that because I knew that we did not really know what those guys had been doing. Like that whole narrative that guy just spewed out, he has no knowledge of it. And then only after that, only actually five minutes ago, did I see that Binkley sent me the incident report or excerpt from it as printed in the newspaper kind of right after the event where it said that those guys cursed at the store manager and refused to leave. And we did see them refuse to leave with the cops. The The witnesses said they couldn't actually hear what the guys were saying to the cops. Um, this says they were taunting the cops. Uh I don't really care. I, to me, it looks like a publicity stunt, so there had to have been some kind of provocation. Uh, but it doesn't matter. These guys who are telling us what happened and why and what should be done about it are making stuff up. <laughs> you know, there's a chance it's true, but there's a there's an equal chance it's not true. And and when someone does something like that, why did that guy do that? Why did Michael Nutter say that? Does he believe it? He must believe it. He must believe it. I, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he believes it because Starbucks management is playing into it. But if they're the ones who set it up, of course they're going to—they're not going to refute that it was spontaneous and unprovoked, and they want to change their policies. And what's weird, uh, what's weird is that their policies—the policy is to print the bathroom code on the receipt. I mean, how could the cash register? You, you, that's a way to defeat bias right there. But it's not about the bias. It's actually, I think it might actually be about the bathroom. Listen to, this is on the same show, Charles Ramsey, the former Philly police commissioner. Rachel, will you please play for me clip two? We've had problems before with Starbucks with a uniform police sergeant in Philadelphia that was refused entry to the bathroom because they weren't buying coffee. And they were on duty working at the time, and this happened to be a white sergeant. So I, I think Starbucks has to really think about their policies. They have to think about their policies of only letting customers use bathrooms. I mean, you know, and when we're talking about opioid abuse as the reason that people are closing down their bathrooms, what is this guy thinking? He's no dope. He knows. He knows the implications here. Uh, Binkley. My producer Binkley is here. Um, I'm really excited to get to my next call, but I want to know if you have a tweet. Or you had something to say. Didn't you have something to say? Yeah. it. Uh, you said something earlier that made me think about this. The see something, say something is call cops on Republicans while the be <laughs> careful about who we call police on means don't call cops on progressives. Well, and actually, 
the see something, say something thing, a lot of it is is really see something like online. Yeah. It's really about thought police. It's we're getting to the yeah. point, and I've noticed this elsewhere recently, where the digital world is more important than the than the meat world, the yeah, meat yeah. space world. So my sister sent me an email like proms are becoming photo ops and people aren't even going to the prom. They're just getting wow. dressed up and taking pictures. <laughs> and I was like, wow, because the digital world is the only thing that matters to them. And this is a that's a transitional mindset to virtual reality world, in my opinion. So like all this is about see something, say something. It, the digital space is more important yeah. than the actual someone physically invading your private property is is something that you should they're asking you to please, please do not call the police under those circumstances. It's crazy. Uh eight hundred WSB talk you can tweet at Monica Price Show. James in Atlanta, tell me what you think. Hey Monica. Uh, as an African American man, this is about the most ridiculous thing I've heard in my entire life. Everybody sometime in their life has been denied access to a restaurant or something or a bathroom if you weren't buying something, some type of facility. I know plenty of uh, people of all races, you know, have been denied, oh, you can't use the hotel bathroom unless you stand here or you can't. James, uh, I grew up in New York City. I remember being like six years old with tears in my eyes, walking around Manhattan with my mother for six hours straight. And I just, at one point, I just ran for it. I just went to the back. And these guys, I don't know, they were big, hairy guys behind the counter just started screaming at me. I'm still traumatized. I'm not going to tell you how long ago that was. I'm still traumatized by it. So it's a thing. You do not use the bathroom if you're not paying for stuff. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you, but I, yeah. I, I remember it's, it is very traumatic. I mean, but this is like uh, only thing they had to do was go in there if the policy, hey, go buy a two dollar cup of tea, and the, the whole situation could have been resolved. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, go 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 buy something and and then and then leave. And if you felt as though that the manager was being biased, hey, you could have called your friend and said, hey, we're not going to stay here. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna meet you someplace else. Or you could have bought something, used the bathroom, and said, you know what, we're not coming back here anymore. But to, but yeah. to make a big ordeal out of this when it didn't have to be, it, it didn't have to it didn't have to be like this. And I'm a little I mean, suspicious at the people well, who did make a big ordeal about it. The video well, it, people. It, it, it's the same thing over and over again. And as an African American, I don't know when African Americans will learn. Liberals use black people for their agenda. They always have. What I do mean, you think the agenda they, is they, here? What's they, this they, agenda? The agenda is to cause chaos. The agenda is to uh, somehow tie back to Trump and everybody is racist now because of Trump. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it's always it, it, it's, it's and they use black people. I'm, <laughs> they use them to 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 create a certain narrative. You know what I'm saying? They don't really care about black people. I'm sorry to say the the liberals don't. They don't care. They well, solving the problem takes away their reason for being. Well, well, well this goes back, like I was telling um, uh, the, the screener, that this goes back to the Communist Party back in the early 1900s, too, how they how to infiltrate the civil rights movement to to spread communism in the United States. Yeah. You know, they. I mean, that, that was part, you know, that, you know, <clears throat> listen, I'm a libertarian. If you don't if you don't like me, that's fine. If you don't want me to use your establishment, that's fine. I'm not going to cry and call you racist. Guess what? I'll have build my own. I'll go someplace else. 
That's your right. If that's right. your business and you don't want me to come in, I'm fine with that. Okay? I I don't want to be someplace where somebody doesn't want me there anyway. And I just think I just think these 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 situations happen to push a certain agenda. Now 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 instead of instead of these guys just buying a two dollar bottle of water, now we all talking about everything is racist. Now you see you see what we're talking about now? We're talking about all oh, everything needs to change and and, it, and, and and it's inevitably going to go back to Trump. Uh, the climate of the country is because of Trump. You know, now, you know, uh, you, most, most things when you, when, when, when you get older, you realize it has nothing to do with, with skin color. It, ha- it's all, it has something to do with commercial trans- uh, making a commercial transaction, you know, business. And, and, and the situation, like I said, if, he, if they just would have bought something, yeah. bought a cup of coffee, we wouldn't even be here. The thing would have been over. They could have waited for their friend. And like they always say, and when the police come, I tell people all the time, when the police come and ask them to leave, all they had to do was leave. Of course, people get shot all the time. They they yeah. didn't make a sting. Like, I don't think they were lurking, lurching around. I didn't see that. But you got to watch that. James, you said a lot of things, so I want to respond to them. Um, the idea of the civil rights uh, movement being hijacked by communists, You, yeah, I feel like... They always take you always take something that has an actual problem and then exploit it. It's just like Rahm Emanuel said, take the crisis and exploit it for your own purposes. So so that you start with something that's real or something that can be arguably real and you direct that energy towards something you want to accomplish. And communist goals is definitely one of the things that was accomplished in the past. I think that's actually part of this now because they're talking about encroaching on uh, property rights, on on that the police are not there to enforce private property rights if it's probably like not your home. Um, but you said something else. It's about causing chaos. And I believe that is true. And I feel like there we have several clips uh, that I, I would like to play where the people who are making the circuit are saying, and this has been going on for a while, stop using your words. Start taking action. We played a clip like that from a Stacey Abrams rally not too long ago. Uh, and I think we have a couple more. Binkley, if you can find those clips and give them to Rachel, we'll play those. And uh, so I think that that it's actually now at this point being designed to promote actual unrest, not words, but action. At the same time, it's telling you not to call the police, you know, not to deny people entry. So so those doors were open. Protesters came in. Uh, I think there's a lot to to watch for. I want to do a um, another call real quick. I'm going to go to Tom and Canton. Hi, Tom. You are on with Monica. You got and you have a, a minute. Or so. Just another day in paradise. How about you? <laughs> all is well, Tom. All is well. Um, is at least we have the ability to, to speak freely. I'm so excited about the fact that well, we still have freedom yeah. of speech. Yeah, 26 years and a day in the military. I feel like I went to everybody. So but what did you what did you have to say? Well, I was uh, talking about the uh, incident with Starbucks. Yep. I'm I'm a diabetic, and with the meds I'm taking. It's not unusual. Like ten minutes after I turn up that cup, I'm gonna to have to get rid of two. And whatever's the closest spot when I'm in town, I just dive in. Say, uh, wait for like for y'all like a uh, number two or whatever a glass of coke. You know, I'm gonna be here for a few minutes waiting for the team. Go hit the water closet, come out, relax for a few minutes, 
And if somebody comes in and I know I'll chat with them or the phone rings, like, oh, man, I got to run. See you next time. It's a 50-50 deal. You work with them, they're going to work with you, but they have company policies. And someplace I know there's people. So, so that's interesting. So what you're saying is you, you need them. You want to use their property. You want something from them. They demand uh, a little something in return by Madeline or whatever. And that's their rule. It works for everybody. It's a quid pro quo. That's great. We, we actually, these guys uh, are suggesting that that's not a fair deal. They recognize that's the rule. And, uh, and they want us to... To think that it's a very subjectivist argument. That at one point, one of these guys was being interviewed on George Stephanopoulos' show saying, rules are rules, but right is right. So when you're separating rules from right, boy, that will destabilize society. If you're telling people the rules are not right, that's why you want to follow fundamental right and wrong. You want to teach people the difference. You want to teach them critical thoughts so they can apply those principles um, and recognize that our age old foundational laws uh, are the undergirding of a civil uh, civilized society. And and this is all going to kind of um, uproot our our fundamental legal principles. Let's talk more about that after the break at Monica Perez show. Monica Perez. Maybe it's something really cool that I don't even know about, you know, on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I understand that. The rules are rules, but what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And right and wrong are not related. I get it. I mean, I definitely get how that is true. And the larger level, all the laws that we have, and as a libertarian, almost all of them are outside the scope of limited government and our founding documents, in my opinion. But all federal laws, basically, almost every single one is outside the scope of the uh of the authority of the federal government. But I think there's probably no one on earth who doesn't recognize that the foundation of law is self-defense of person and property. This is trespassing. So, um, but that's not really the point. The point is, actually, I think that is the point. I think they want to make it so that you cannot enforce the boundaries of your own private property that's really what i think this is about um that it's actually using race as an excuse let me get to a call real quick uh kim indicator you have one minute go well i'm gonna make it real quick um first of all people don't understand that it's a business and every minute that goes by that's another minute on their insurance policy on their rent on their taxes and if they're not conducting business or have the ability, when those guys are just parked there, they've lost those seats to the ability to t- do business. And then the other thing is, is what about the airport authority? They've banned homeless people from loitering and sleeping in there between certain hours. And to be in there now, you have to have a ticket. I don't know. Oh, if I wondered why the airport was so uh, Between contained. like 11 and maybe, I don't know, or something like mm-hmm. go check but you know the airport authority now has you have to be a paying customer to be in there overnight i mean could i go into starbucks and say when they close and say yeah but i want to stay here overnight hey maybe someday but uh right after the break i think alex in atlanta wants to rebut you kim so 
Stay tuned for that. 800-WSB-TALK, 404-872-0750. It's 56 degrees outside the studio. Skies are gloomy. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And this is Monica Perez. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.